I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Books and Booze. Hi, everyone. (laughs) And a new author today, we have Calista Neep. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a debut author. I like to haunt Barnes and Nobles. Um, I write dark fantasy romance. So what I will always write about is going to be love and then like what your love is sacrifice and what are you willing to offer will be my my writing theme. So you can have to live rafting, but I'll hurt you first. <laughs> <laughs> now, That's I'll amazing. be honest, I am not like I dark romance is a new genre to me. So, like, I'm so excited to have, like, authors like that come on the podcast because I'm learning so much. (laughs) She's learning a lot right now. I'm dark fantasy with romance. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, my setting is dark and stuff, but the romance, I mean, he kidnaps her, it's a little dark, but it's not, like, the really, really dark where, like, he stalks her and and hurts her and does that kind of stuff. So, it's not, I wouldn't consider myself dark romance, but it's Mm. a dark fantasy slash romance. Either way, still new to me. See, I didn't even know the term. <laughs> she reads more horror than anything, so like yeah. that's her thing. And then and nonfiction, <laughs> yeah, and nonfiction. Opinion. And Sonya likes um sci-fi and space odyssey stuff. Fantasy, and I like fantasy, me. like yeah, but uh, like elves, dragons. I just, I just don't like the the smut part of those books. You know, like I like adventure fantasy. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don usually talks like about those things. Yeah, yeah. This, the, but I like, yeah, I like the fantasy adventure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where are you from, by the way? I am originally from Hawaii, but I now live and burn in uh, Arizona in the desert. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds terrible. Yeah, we have been, we're Canadian, so yeah. like Arizona's like the opposite of Canada. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like we vacationed a- in Las Vegas, which is also part of the desert, and uh, I was not a fan. Like, <laughs> the air was not good to me. Oh. Yeah, the air, the air is difficult to breathe sometimes. I, I'm a house cat. I stay inside my little box and I write my books. And I just hang out here. 
Nice, nice. All right, you want to tell us a little bit about the book we have today? Yeah, so Invoking the Blood. This is my enemies to lovers in a dark fantasy setting with Hades, Persephone vibes, and vampires. So that's my that's my elevator pitch that I throw at people when I go to Barnes & Noble. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> is there amazing. a reason you started writing this genre? Like, over, like, other genres, you know? Um. So I've had this story since I was, like, 14. So I've had it for a long time. Um, it's, it's just always been a part of me, and I've gotten to a point in my life where I can do the things I want to now. So I decided I wanted to write. So I'm getting the story out finally. Um, like when I was when I was very young, I watched a show called Forever Nights. I'm going to age the hell out of myself. So I was like <laughs> in middle school and it was like this vampire cop show. Yeah, yeah. And, and I saw what there was one where like his mentor or his maker, like fell in love with the sister. And the main character was like, no, no, you can't have my sister. And his maker's <laughs> like, well, well, fuck you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I want to because I'm stronger than you. He's like, no, no, we'll trade. See, when I fall in love, you can have her, and then you can't have my sister, and we're just gonna call it even. So they agree on that. And my 14 year old mind was like, that is amazing. I love that. <laughs> and then the rest of this just came <laughs> off of my head. <laughs> That's great. So love I'm assuming that. you're, you plan, you're a planner then. Like I'm assuming yes. you like plot out your story. <laughs> you held on to that one for a while. I did. I held on to this thing for like almost 30 years. It's been, I've had it for a long time. I've had it for a while. <laughs> so I, I was originally a really like hardcore plotter, but my editor is a panster. So she's like slowly corrupted me to where now I have an outline. But as I write, like I'll discover new things as I write. And that kind of like alters the outline. So I used to have just like a straight, like this is what happens. And now it's kind of, Oh, we're doing this too. Oh, we're doing this too. Nice. Um, what would you say is the hardest part about being an author? Uh, because <laughs> you're a public figure, I think. Um, like, I cannot read my reviews. Like, I thought, mm. I thought I was like mentally stable, and I would be able to read my reviews. And it would be, like, it would help me. And, and I am not. I, I am not able to read reviews. I am very weak in that sense. They stick with me. Like, even the good ones, the good and the bad, they like linger, and it's it's difficult to like produce what you need to write so that yeah. I think I need like hiding from your reviews is like the first thing and then um writing writing to be able to be true to the story because you obviously have like people in your life that are like oh you wrote a book I want to read it and you're like no I don't want to talk to you at Christmas time and have you hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is also kind of difficult so those would be that'll be the two biggest things I think like you need to write like everybody in your life is dead and no one is ever going to read this <laughs> And then don't look at your reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't look at reviews. We, I think we relate to that because half the time with our podcast, we're like, I hope my family member doesn't listen to this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> no. I found out my grandma listens to our podcast, and that was that's a little embarrassing. Um, she's supportive, but like some things your grandma shouldn't know about you. Yeah, it's like fair. Or your husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. My, so my parents, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a very supportive family. They're, they're great. And That's so good. my parents read my book. And then my stepmom wants to talk to me about it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> like there, there's a line where um, uh, there's Faye's main character and Sparrow's a sister. And Sparrow's just like a mouthpiece. So she tells her that, um, her Sparrow tells Faye that if in your dreams, if he's not a three finger killer, throw him back. And she's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so she goes, if he's not this far across, throw his ass back. 
And so my stepmother is trying to have a conversation with me about this. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Come boundaries. On. Boundaries, yeah. please. <laughs> Stay in your perimeter. It's like... <laughs> I always wonder because like, you know, like we've had a few smut authors on here and like a lot of them actually like come from like supportive circles, like maybe not all family, but like supportive circles. And I'm always just like, how do you feel like certain people like reading certain scenes like and it doesn't have to be like smut or anything. It just be anything like even like uh, certain books are maybe more violent or certain books or whatever. It's like, how do you like, you know, dealing with people that know you in real life? I feel like that's like I'm I like just, to pr- I'm pretend like you that don't. people are not life, there. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't know you from this point on. We don't know each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm like man, I don't know. <laughs> this author, not me, not me. Just forget, like separate the art yeah. from the artist. Right? Like, like this I'm is like, a good is, valid moment. That's to do not that. even my name. I don't know who you're talking about. What? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> this is when you get pen names, like two yeah. different personas. <laughs> This is exactly a pen name for that that altogether. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, how long does it usually take you to write a book? Um, so I take about a year. Um, invoking the blood um, got rewritten because this, this is like the one I cut all my teeth on. So this one was rewritten three times before it came to to fruition to being an actual book. So like what I initially had that I gave my editor is unrecognizable from what I have now. Like my initially it was like Insta Love and this, that, and the other. It was garbage. And my, <laughs> my editor was like, the hell. <laughs> so I rewrote it again. And she's like, hey, this is better, but we got to tweak this. And I rewrote it again. So this got written a third time, like six weeks before release. And then now we have this thing here. That's, That's amazing. a thick one. That's that looks thick. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred and thirty thousand pages. Oh, baby. That's good. Not pages, words. Words, yeah. Words, yeah. I was like, pages. Oh, my God. It's like Wikipedia. Chapter one. (laughs) (laughs) Volume one. (laughs) Like entire Encyclopedia Britannica. Like, right? Like, this is my book. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a truck to carry it home. <laughs> right. It's gonna be real expensive at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh god yeah. So Do speaking you have, of like, oh, oh no no you yeah don't. yeah. So speaking of Barnes and Nobles, you said that you like uh, stock there. Do you have one specifically you go to, or do you like travel to different ones, like a little Barnes and no- Noble tour to tell people to read your book? I have four in the Arizona area that I go to. I would, one day I would like to tour, but I have animals that are like clingy and they need yeah. my attention. I got to see them and stuff like that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got yeah, creatures I that like need to be fed and watered. It's, I don't know what, the, what they're about, <laughs> but I have, uh, yeah, exactly. I got two of those. One of them, one of them is my husband's mistress and it stays in the garage. Like I bought it. I brought it home. We're it loved me cats. until it saw my husband's cat. It's a cat. It's a boy cat, and his name is Scotch. And like, I brought him home. I bought him. He loved me until my husband came home that night, and then mm. I was chopped liver. And then like, he will wedge himself in between myself and my husband, like between our legs. He would like squish in there. It'd be like, get away from my husband, you horrible, horrible harlot. <laughs> okay, no one loves a cat more than the partner that didn't want it. Yep. That's it, always it, what I say. Yeah. 
<laughs> this cat straight loves him, though. It is ridiculous. I was like, I adopted you. What happened? My paper, my, my word, my name is on your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They're no loyalty when you. it comes to cats. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who would be your favorite author? My favorite author is Anne Bishop. This bitch right here. <laughs> I got, I got this bitch. <laughs> this bitch. And I've I I have a lot of inspiration from her. So if you if readers like Anne Bishop, any of her stuff, the dark the dark, what is it, not dark, the Black Jewel novels, I have <laughs> it's very similar. So it's the same vibe. But yes, I idolize her. I love her. So that is my queen right there. Is there like a specific book that's your favorite? Um, my favorite is the, so she has, she had a trilogy. She has 12 books in the series so far. Okay. The first three was the, I have them right here too. So these were the first three and they're like from 1998. So they're like really old and like horrible <laughs> oh, looking, but, um, yeah. 1998? Yeah. 1998. That was really old. Cause like, I, I hate to tell you, I was alive then. Um, I was 18 then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was seven. But you still. were a baby. I was, I was graduating I high school when I picked up these books. <laughs> but the, have her, you ever so got her first her? trilogy? I have not got to meet her, but I have a bunch of her signed books. So like she goes oh, to yeah. Barnes and Noble and she signs all the books, and I call them. I'm like, can you please send that to me? Because I don't live in New York. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ship it over. Just ship it. Yeah. That exit. She just released um, the Queen's Price. So I just literally called them this morning and I was like, hey, can I have two of those signed copies? Can you ship them over to me? Yeah, she's <laughs> in again. Manager, and I was like, wait, wait, I'm going to let them say yes because I'm going to get real mean on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out your inner Karen. No. Right? <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> this is unacceptable. Just do it. <laughs> Uh, what would you say is harder, world building or character development? I get the so I get the characters first. Like the characters come to me initially, and then their background kind of builds the world. So the that would be like where I need to fill in. So I would say the world building is more difficult. Yeah, like that's what it's I would like, Sometimes anyway. it takes a lot of research, right? Like because uh, I write high fantasy, I just make shit up. So yes, yeah, <laughs> the best thing about fantasy, you're just shit. that's right. <laughs> But that means that means also like making shit consistent as well yes. as also having the imagination to like expand. So that's so yes. like hard work. It is. Oh yeah. 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 There must be like a table. lot of note taking. I have very I got a lot of nonsense up here that I I could pull from so it, it's good for me. <laughs> it's just making the nonsense make sense. Yes. To, to <laughs> others. It makes sense yeah. to you always, but always. like to, to always. others. <laughs> yes, to get into others definitely is definitely a thing. You need a good editor and they will help you clarify your idea. That's I could not live without my editor. <laughs> That's what we've heard from a few authors. They a lot of them have said they're like find a good editor. Like that's like always their like number one tip. Uh do you have yes. other tips like for like aspiring artists like Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I do. I do a lot of a lot of my content is for like the a lot of what we do is is trial by fire. So I've walked through a lot of the fire. So I, mm. I don't gatekeep. I throw it all out there on my platform and uh, TikTok, which hopefully will be around for a lot longer. I'm hoping it doesn't explode, but I think it'll be fine. But um, the first thing because I also get this when I'm like at Barnes Noble doing a signing. I get this a lot as well as you're as you're going through and signing the books like they'll ask you like, oh, how'd you get here? How'd you do this? 
how are you Barnes and Noble, blah, 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 blah. So the first thing is you need to have a draft before you can edit. Don't like, for myself personally, I cannot edit as I write. I have to like word vomit out the whole thing and then I can fix it and be kind to yourself because everyone's first draft is like hot ass raccoon dumpster fire garbage. So <laughs> just get it out. It'll be fine. The The beauty in writing comes in the rewriting and the editing, not in the first draft. Your first draft, your zero draft is going to be garbage. Just let it go. It's going to be garbage. It's fine. Um, your critique partner and your editor will make or break you. So get get those your critique partner, especially that's the person that you're going to like trade your raw dog files with and you guys critique each other's porn or whatever it is you're writing. And <laughs> they will they will literally make or break you and they have to be able to be honest with you be like, hey, this isn't working or or like what what not. I'm like the for my second book um, in my universe, like there's a, a hunter's moon that makes the vampires like really lustful for either blood or sex or like it just it makes them out of their head. Yeah. So we needed to have a scene that reflected that because my vampire guy is very controlled and very reserved and very like he's he's like a buttoned up suit all the time. But in the back of his head, he's not like that. He's very, very aggressive and wild. So I had to rewrite that thing. I swear to God, 14 times before my, <laughs> my critique partner was like, OK, this is far enough because you weren't pushing it hard enough. <laughs> This is the line. This is right here, right here. Yeah. Don't like. This is the don't line. Continue. This is where we need to go to here. <laughs> yeah. You go too far, then we have to like draw it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's another thing. That was another best piece of advice I got was from my editor because I would be afraid to write things because like my my vampires, my purebloods, they have like their themselves and then they have a bloodlust inside of them. So it's like the how the werewolves have like their their wolf, right? So I gave my my vampires a bloodlust and it's called the Ravoshnik, and I got that word from um. Hishnik is Russian for predator and mm. ravenous. I put those together, so Ravashnik. So that's what nice. their bloodlust is called. So there's like two people in one body, so it's kind of like a, a Eddie and Venom situation. So oh, yeah. she ends up with both <laughs> of them. And I was like, am I allowed to write a threesome? Is this, is this a romance book? Is this okay? And she was like, bitch, if you don't write that, I will riot. <laughs> and she lives six hours away from me, so she won't come to my house and, and destroy <laughs> my, my house. <laughs> don't make me come down there. <laughs> That's good, though. That's good. You need people that push you. Yes, Adon, you do. Yes, yeah, yes. Adon. <laughs> like, yeah, like team right here. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm on your ass. She is like every day. She asks me constantly, "Did you write today?" Like, she doesn't yes. care. It's just, did you put pen to paper or did you type? Did you do something? And either I did or I didn't. Like, <laughs> did you? I, I heard did. You did. I did. Okay. So, funny story. My child, he's ASD, um, but he's going through a sleep regression right now. And like, he woke up at three in the morning. And like, and obviously, a lot of authors, I guess, this is a thing. That's when your ideas come. Like, I was <laughs> sleep deprived. It's three in the morning. And all of a sudden, now I had to write. And I just could not stop. It was crazy. That's not witching just hours. authors. Good. Yeah. That's not just authors. Because, like, sometimes... That's okay, everybody. So, <laughs> was gonna say, so my husband does music professionally. And he'll wake up at, like, 3 a.m. And he'll go into the hallway. And he'll hold up his microphone, like, his phone, his cell phone <laughs> to his mouth. And be like... <laughs> and then he's like, oh, sorry, I had to record an idea. <laughs> yeah. So Creators yeah. are like that. It's the witching hour that you got to just yeah. write all your shit down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. like you have to do it like right then because like when it's like convenient time, it might not be there anymore, and you're just like, "What did I think?" Like, and then you yeah. lose it. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Another thing is you want to, a lot of new authors will come to me and they think that writing, like the motivation to write and like not getting his writer block, that kind of stuff comes in. Like you just have to wait for the inspiration. I'm like, no, motivation comes in the doing. You need to sit there and force yourself to do it. And then motivation will come. So yeah. it's, it's the other way. Don't sit there and wait for motivation to come to you. You got to go chase it. Yeah, that's, that's where true. the cancer part comes in too, right? Like when you're sitting down and you're actually doing it, like ideas will eventually flow and then and it just goes, it takes off. Yes, I actually have an hourglass on my desk that I flip over because I will sit there and be a perfectionist and try to be like, okay, how does he beautifully say this word? Or how do you say titties nicely, right? Why <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you romantically so, say titties? Yeah. Right, yeah, how do I romantically say titties? <laughs> so when the, when the sand is going, I just spit out whatever just to get it out of the way. So I'm not sitting there, I'm not sitting there trying to edit as I'm writing, trying to get this perfect thing out because it's never going to be perfect on the first round. It's like eight edits right. later is when it comes out nice. That that makes a lot of sense. Like I'm I think not that's a writer, struggle. <laughs> so I can I can I can backseat write and be like I've heard. Um, most of writing is just rewriting. You know, <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm writing, like I just I always question it right after, and I'm just like, oh, this is garbage. I don't like it. And then like I don't want to continue writing. So I'm like, no, I need to fix it. But I heard that I should just wait till I'm done because then I'll fix all its plot holes later. I'm like, yeah. uh Yes, absolutely. Well, after you write it, don't even look at it. Just keep yeah, writing. Just, 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 just go. <laughs> just, just blinder that shit. Just go. <laughs> the hardest part is finishing it. So just yes. finish it. Finish it. Then you can say you wrote something. You can't say you garbage. only yeah. half finished it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, If you finish it and it's garbage, it's still more than most people. That's right. That's you finished it. That's an There's accomplishment like, right there. Exactly. Like 60% of people that actually finish their first draft. And then I think actually getting to a book is like 1%. Publishing it is even less than that. So, I mean, just getting done with your first draft is a huge accomplishment. And that's out of writers. It is that's rough. not out of all people. That's just <laughs> yeah. writers. No, that's, people that's writing. Of, yeah, all the people who are trying to write, that's out of all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's it's very, it's very it's a very daunting thing. It has to be a passion you have or... Or you won't survive it. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned your editor, like their your writer dies. Like, so what like did you need absolutely? Like after you wrote your book, what steps did you take? Did you do betas, alphas? Um obviously an editor. How many editors? Like line editor, develop editor, like so I use uh I'm I'm gonna throw her name out there. So her name is Hina, she's with Famance.com. Uh, that's her that's her company, Famance. And she I do all three. She does my developmental, my line editing, and my proofreading. So she does all okay. of them, they're done in three stages. So the way I kind of explain it is um it's like it's like getting a cake. So you're gonna get all your ingredients and like, okay, these are the ingredients I want, and that's gonna be your developmental. And she's gonna be like, bitch, you're missing eggs, where the fuck's your mom? <laughs> that kind of stuff. So like the big things will move too around. Much flour, and sure have, yeah, too much flour. <laughs> That's fucking salt. What are you doing? And yeah, so she'll, <laughs> so she'll she'll get me the right ingredients so I know how to make the cake correctly. And then when I had the cake and I had the layers up, then we're gonna do line editing. That's gonna be the decorating and the making it pretty and like getting the structure of the cake how we want it, like how many tiers we want. If you want like a topper, all that other shit. So you're making a nice <laughs> wedding cake. And then the proofing is like the icing and the decorations and stuff. So that's when you put all the pretty razzle dazzle on it to make it all nice. So those are nice. the three three totally different sections you need. And they're completely different, absolutely, when you're writing. Um, you can do it without an editor too, but you'll need like betas and then um, uh, like alpha readers, betas, uh, other people to to read your book. The most important thing is they give you honest feedback because 90% of people you're gonna find will be like, oh, it was good. And that don't yeah. help you. 
It doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, 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 I honestly, really, it's <laughs> yeah, hard when you're like kid. sending it to like family, like family yeah. or friends. Yeah. Like they don't want to give you feedback because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, and I'm like, so when I was looking for my editor, I was I was kind of a bitch about it because I didn't want someone that was just gonna blow smoke up my ass because editing is expensive as fuck. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, but to be able to to have the product that I wanted, I knew I was gonna pay that price, so I just had it on the side. So I sent them the first draft of my first chapter. So it wasn't even edited. It wasn't gone over. It was the word vomit that I spit out. And then I sent that to them and see, let's see what they said. And a lot of them came back and were like, oh, I love your voice. Oh, this is great. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, not you, not you, yeah. not you, not you. And then Hina came back and it was like all red. And she like tore it apart. She was like, you have really good instincts on this, this, and this. But we got to change this and this. And then like, it was all like, she went real hard on it. It was all red. And I was like, this this is my ride or die. This is my bitch right here. Nice. <laughs> That's no, good. Um, do you have any rituals before you start writing your book? Like, do you have like a certain tea you need to drink? Do you um, get a new notebook, <laughs> a new keyboard? Like, I've seen some weird rituals these days. So my rituals have changed. Um, initially, when I was first writing this this thing on book, um, I could only like I had to write on paper. Like when I when I did my edits and stuff, all had to be like I had. I have thousands of spiral notebooks that I had to write down everything because the words wouldn't flow if I was just sitting at a keyboard. I was like paralyzed. But if I wrote it on paper, it was fine. And then I had to transcribe it. And it was like a lot of wasted time that I realized. So uh, my editor was like, bitch, go get an iPad and you can write on top of it. So I graduated (laughs) to that. So I had my, the word document and I could write with an eye pencil. So it was like paper and I had to transcribe that still. And then I kind of morphed and adapted to where now I can, just do it on the screen. So I don't even use my iPad anymore, which makes me kind of sad because that shit was expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I can like leave my house and still write. So it's kind of cool. But now I can, um, I can, uh, what is it called? Do the editing with two different, like I just have two different windows up and I just go yeah. back and forth between the editing. So I can take like what she has suggested and what I have and kind of blend it into my nonsense and That's do it good. that way. Um, I used to, so initially, like I said, all of it was like very planned out. Um, I've, I've become into the creature of, I like, I get out my first draft of like the story that I want that, that I have plotted and I don't worry about pacing. I don't worry about any of that. I just like, I just write down all the events I see in my head. And then I throw it at my, my editor. She sends me back like, okay, this, this is, you're missing your eggs. This is where you gotta put your milk. She'll move stuff around to like, okay, this is what you gotta do to make it a cake. And then I will write after that and we'll trade 50 pages back and forth every time. So that's how my psychotic brain needs to work because I need to know that what I have so far is okay, or I will fixate on that first 50 pages as I'm trying to go through the rest and it'll make it completely insane. So I need her to like hold my hand and trade pages with me. <laughs> so that's what I do now. And I need my Arizona iced tea. If I don't have that, I have, I allow myself like one can. If I don't have it, I can't write. Like I, when I get low, I get nervous. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> oh no, my husband my used to glass. love drinking that. <laughs> yeah, it's fuel. Um, yes, it is. It's like what I need in my in my mouth in the morning so I can like be awake and write and that and my hourglass and everything else is like consequential. I can I can be outside or I can write on the iPad or I can be on the computer. I like to be in my little hidey hole in my little office, but like yeah. if I am outside, I love I just your need corner my like book like shelves. <laughs> like those are really cute. My guys, and I have my my character art is like all over the walls. That's <laughs> awesome. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Did you do the art yourself? No. So I drew one of the pictures, but um, I quickly realized that I am not able to do art and write my book at the same time because uh, <laughs> it's, it's very uh, taxing and complicated. 
So this on the naked cover, I drew this one. This inverted filter is fucking with me. Ooh. So this one Ooh. I drew. So that's the cover on my special edition that is only available through my ass. I have it hostage. And <laughs> so as I drew that one and I need other um, other art for the book, of course, I quickly realized that if I had to do all the art, it would probably take me a year. And um, I don't have time yeah. to write and art at the same time. So I commissioned it out. So Tony Viento does my art for me and she is amazing. I love how you have a very strong female uh, support system. It seems like I, I don't. Uh, sorry if I'm assuming people, someone's gender, but it seems oh, like yeah. uh, both of the people in your corner right now are women, and that's that's amazing. Like it's, yeah. there needs almost, to be more. <laughs> yeah, almost. All, now that I think about it, almost all of my everyone that I deal with are all women, mostly. Like my artist is a woman. My editor, my critique partner, are both women. They're all like I don't. That's good. <laughs> I don't have any bad in my life. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe we have your narrator day. here, right? You have Thank your you narrator with you have, today. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. I have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yes. Representation, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when we're ready to hear your chapter, he will be here reading uh, for, on your behalf. Correct. Yes, he'll be reading it for me because I will not do it justice, and he is so much better at it. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So yeah, we're this just will be the first him... time we had a narrator yeah. on here. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to just have him come in in a second, and then he can just introduce himself, and you guys can talk about your, like, relationship, how you met, and then we'll go on into the the reading. And so, or this the, is awesome. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, so we'll um, just... Do we want to do that... the read it, drink words before? Yes, 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 your we drink, need the word. drink word before. So and take the, it away. So yes. the drink word is Ravoshnik. Ravoshnik. <laughs> You've right. got to say it like nine times. So uh, right. I've already I've started. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to invite him in. Yes. As soon as I yes. Can you get him or do you want me to I get can. Him? Yeah, I'm inviting him right now. If he shows Hi. up. There we go. Hi. How's it going? How's my level? Is my level You're, okay? It's Dead. perfect. It's perfect. Awesome. Yes. This is my amazing narrator. Other way. This way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's like, all over. Would be so hard. Yeah. So has Corbin narrated you like before? Like narrated for you before? Or... So he, this is my debut novel, but I actually also have a Patreon where I have like the, my patrons vote on spicy stuff. So like this month is going to be Faye and Vashki and their uh, their theme was Blood Kink Army. So yeah, that's what I'm writing. And Corbin also <laughs> narrates that for me. <laughs> so any yeah. mail I ever write, he is going to voice for me. That's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, so um, so we got the drink words, so we'll we'll let you start reading, and you can go. I'm gonna mute myself because I'm gonna be drinking. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 mute ourselves here. <laughs> good to me. Okay. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Invoking the Blood, Chapter 39. Rune materialized in his father's crystalline palace, the vast hall stretching before him, its arching walls raising into a vaulted ceiling, constructed more like a chapel than a throne room. Large crystals lined either side of the hall, encapsulating the unfortunate beings who garnered his father's wrath. They stood as eternal centuries, broken in mind and body, condemned as ornaments his father used to decorate his palace. Time stretched past them, holding no meaning. Those in case were unable to die and return to the darkness. Rune's image flickered several times and he bared his fangs, his head whipped the side as he demanded, Cease this. Return to her. The Ravashnik roared, raising through his mind, fighting for dominion of his body. Fury roiled through Rune. You brought her to my bed, desecrated what I would offer my queen. She is our queen. She is not my queen. Rune bellowed as the crystal beneath him cracked, splintering from him in every direction. The cracks deepened, widening as they split the walls of the throne room. She was not his fate. She couldn't be his. Fate would not condemn him so thoroughly. Not like this. Chest heaving rune surveyed the damage he caused. He mastered his powers millennia ago. He hadn't lost control since his youth. Before he could mend the damage, the Ravashnik sank its claws into his awareness and dragged his consciousness in, into the depths of his mind. Rune descended into himself, meeting it. He had enough of the fool creature and its incessant want for the mortal death awaiting him. Desire was as fleeting as pain. Wanting the minx was irrelevant when the cost was his life. Pain sank into his throat as he stood before the Ravashnik, a replica of himself that could not be more different. It sank its claws deeper into either side of his neck. Pain was a fleeting thing and the creature finally found the end of Rune's patience. He will not bend. Not for a spell. Not for a peasant. And certainly not for the Ravashnik who invited their very death to his bed. Your will is already hers. 
You didn't mind her in your bed when you were feasting between her thighs. She is everything we've dreamed of. And you left her! The Ravashnik's claws connected behind Rune's windpipe as it hissed. I will return to her and mend things. Rune seized his wrist and squeezed, crushing bones until the grip on his throat slackened and fell away. He speared his other hand into the creature's chest in a practiced motion and tore its heart free. The Ravashnik's eyes, dark, dark eyes clouded as it collapsed at his feet. Rune kicked it onto its back, pausing for the briefest moment as he gazed down on his own dead form. He'd always imprisoned it in his mind, viewing the bothersome creature as the cost of his power. It would continue to heedlessly court his death. The spell must be tied to the Ravashnik. If he killed it, would he still be a pure blood? He would remain a shadow man like his brothers, like his father, become lesser as a turned vampire, perhaps? It mattered not. The consequence was a necessity. This spell had gone on longer than Rune could tolerate. Killing the Ravashnik would sever the tie the minx held over him, the leash she unknowingly held, yanking him closer with every exchange. Rune knelt beside the fallen creature, taking it by its throat. He took a final breath, bracing himself for the pain he was sure would follow. With a twist of his wrist, its head separated from its shoulders. He'd expected agony, a tearing of some kind when he ended the creature. But Rune felt nothing. He got to his feet, the Ravashnik's head lie on its side, its long, white-blonde hair staining red in the growing pool beneath it. The Ravashnik blinked before its gaze swept up to meet his. Rune recoiled as a smirk formed over the creature's mouth. Did you honestly believe all those centuries you studied under Saith? Until our body failed you. I haven't killed you. It laughed, then settled itself with a sigh before saying, You have died dozens of times, while our body lay unconscious recovering. The creature's form dissipated into smoke and shadow, its dark, shadowy gaze lingering, being the last to fade. His disembodied voice echoed around him, traveling upward. You can't kill me. We are two halves of the same coin. There is no separation for ones like us. We exist in tandem, or not at all. A mental barrier fell over Rune, caging him. You can wait in the shadows while I return to our queen. Rune's power rose, answering his fury. The fool creature sought to trap him and take possession of his body. Never. The mental binding shattered around him as he ascended to his physical body. My will is greater than yours. Every deed you commit, every thought that rattles your fool mind is because I allow it. Rune stalked to the edge of the hall, a pillar of shimmering crystal rising to meet him, his realm obeying his will. Rune touched the pillar, spreading his fingers wide. He summoned the Ravashnik and cast its consciousness into the crystal. The creature did not separate from his mind. Rune tried a second time, to no effect. Frustration mounted in Rune. He dropped his hand, burying the creature within the recesses of his mind, until he no longer felt his frantic thrashing. Rune stalked toward his father's throne, while the creature's roar echoed from his confines. Return to her! Rune growled, rubbing his hand over his bare chest. With a flicker of his mind, the trunk appeared before him. 
Rin crouched and opened it, withdrawing his shirt. He stood, roughly pulling it on. He'd finished buttoning it before he recognized the boots trapped within the crystal pillar beside him. His gaze lifted to a woman. Fiery red hair fanned out around her still and suspended in her prison. Her chromatic sage gaze met his, and a dark smile spread over his lips. She was a broken mind trapped in flesh that would never return to the darkness. Sadie had broken her mind and shattered her core centuries ago, stripping her of the dayblood shard she once carried. Rune sealed what remained of her flesh with his father's other gruesome curiosities, forever imprisoned in standing shadows. Sidira, Rune said, inclining his head, greeting the queen who enslaved him for a hundred and thirty-seven years. Her gaze flickered over him and frantically searched his surroundings. Lovely to see you as always. Rune strolled away from her approaching from her approaching his father's macabre throne. Julian was created with nine other shadowmen as caretakers to hell and served Saith. His father rebelled against Saith along with the other shadowmen in what would be known as a great war. After his father's victory, Julian killed each of his brethren, using their bones to construct a throne Rune never sat in. He walked past the grisly chair to the passageway behind it, leading into their family's quarters. Rune climbed the steps, needing silence and distance to clear his mind. The minx consumed his thoughts, eroding his will. He would ask Sadie to look into his mind. Perhaps she could see the spell binding the minx to the Ravashnik. Rune's thoughts wandered to Faye. He could still feel her, hear her breathy sighs, her taste lingering on his tongue making it impossible to center his thoughts. He silently strolled the familiar halls, needing to cleanse face in from him. Darkness, let me find this spell tying her to me. Remaining with her was a death sentence. Don't let her be mine. Oh my god, that was so good! That was great, thank you so much. Ooh, that was awesome. See, this is why I didn't want to read it, because... This fucker could do it so much better than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh, Jessica, you're it. muted. Jessica, Jessica you're, you're muted. You're still mute. Fuck, that was my bad. Hey, <laughs> I was just saying, I'm also getting into voice acting. You'd think I'd know how to do a mic. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you've got a 7B, right? Uh, yeah, it's... He's reading the label. Shut <laughs> up. up. I have a man to buy this shit for me. What are you talking about? Valid. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's dynamic. I know that much. <laughs> I know how to work the levels. Don't worry. I do all the audio editing for this podcast. You so. do. Yeah. yeah so you better not talk bad to me. <laughs> no, that was yeah. great that was great i loved that be just because like you know like the different accents and stuff for like the characters it was very very dynamic <laughs> that was amazing um any other questions i asked everything i had so do you want like do you guys have anything else or do you want just them to plug their like oh uh, yeah i would like to know where to find you guys or <laughs> 
So um, everything can be found at Um My link tree is uh, link tree slash Calisteneath. But Calisteneath.com will have all of my everything is listed on my website. Um, I'm on TikTok as a Calista underscore author. No, sorry. Calista underscore Neath underscore author. And then and I tackle Corbin. The links are going to be in the bottom of this episode. Yes. So everyone will still find it. If you didn't write it down. It'll be in the information. <laughs> yeah, I try to make sure. You know, I want I want people to have like easy access. <laughs> oh, um, I am everywhere as Corbin King. Find me on Instagram and on TikTok as Corbin King. Um, yeah, and I'm also on Audible as Corbin King. Great, nice. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're What's our big right? voice person. So yeah, it's our first one. I don't know yeah. what to do with you. <laughs> amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, though. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. Like, that's that's really opened up a lot of avenues. So that's that's great. Yeah, thank you so I legit much tackled. I legit yeah. tackled Corbin. I was like, hey, I need you. You 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 have Boone's voice. I need you to do this in a Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't even hear his Russian accent first, or did you? Like no, he learned it. He learned it. He learned it just for you. That's great. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was, Good for it was you, awesome. Corbin. Well, because I remember we were um we were hanging out and uh doing a a thing. We were talking, and she was talking about her book and um I was like, oh man, I didn't know if I was going to have an opportunity to do her book. And so I was like, oh man, that's the one that got away because it's so good. I love her <laughs> writing so much. And, you know, like I enjoy all the books I do, but like that one was special. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Other people <laughs> need good projects too. That's and then, <laughs> like, as she was developing her like audio desires for the book, she slid into my DMs and was like, hey, Corvin, can you do a Russian accent? I was like, uh, when do you need me to record? <laughs> she was yes. like, I can learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's I so do good, now. Though. Yeah, <laughs> like, that shows the like it's good. Like if like the person reading it is excited to do it, like oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's okay. impossible it's... not to be excited about being Rune and Boschke and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious psychos. <laughs> <laughs> He said the word again. I like, I oh, like, yeah, so like drink. you're on program, right? Yeah. <laughs> mode. I just need, feel the need to drink now. <laughs> so, thank you so much for coming on guys. It's great to spend our Saturday night with you. And, uh, and yeah, so we're going to leave it here. So again, if you want to check out, I'm going to, I'll leave Corvin's links and I'll also leave Calista's links, of course. But I'll, I'll leave a link for you, Corvin, just so like people oh, know who you are. Don't you worry about it. Don't yeah. you worry about it. Uh, in the bottom of the episode below. And thank you so much for listening to our Books and Booze series on Opinionated Lushes. Again, every Thursday you can come. Join us while we drink and talk with some indie authors because it's interesting. I mean, I'm not an author, so they're already more accomplished than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions.